All right, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, you've been you, saying in this office for a while, boys. You have. You. We were saying the. And I like this back. guy. Uh, this isn't. This isn't even a take. This isn't even a take of like being upset at the quarterback that that the, of the team that I like or nothing like that. I, I, there's 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 honestly I've always joked. I think there's one player that I would ever wear their jersey and go to their 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 Hall of Fame ceremony, and for me that's Aaron Rodgers. You are out on jerseys, even though when you make- I'm not a jersey guy. I don't. I no offense to people that wear jerseys. I just don't understand the idea of wearing another man's jersey. Can I can to I a tell, game? Can I tell a story about you? You've been giving me crap because I wear my Joe Burrow jersey every Sunday when I watch the Bengals, and yeah, I get. I don't know I if I give board. you. Dude, you're a jersey tough. guy, Reed. That's what you're. Oh, you're a jersey. I don't. I don't get it wearing another man's jersey. We have the prospect of meeting Joey Votto earlier this year um, for the Elder Moeller game down at Nippert Stadium. And this man wears a t-shirt that says, if Joey Votto doesn't swing, it wasn't a strike. And he wears that to meet Joey Votto. And he's giving me crap for wearing I a just, That's jersey. two completely different things in my opinion, but, but that's here nor I'd there. I'd say that's worse. But go on about Aaron Rodgers. No. I... Do you think Aaron Rodgers, what's his deal? Does anyone know his deal, Casey? That seems like a question. This is his with deal? The, with the Packers. Like, oh, is so it two like years? It's, so he just signed it in March. It's a three-year, $150 million contract. $101 million guaranteed. Do you think he gets to the end of that contract as a Green Bay Packer? <sighs> no. If the Packers were smart, no. I mean, they could trade him right now, and I think they would uh, – get a pretty good deal out of it honestly i can't trade him now but yeah in the offseason yeah yeah you get my point like in the offseason i think that's a, a smart move for them but i mean they're gonna have to eat up some cap regardless so he's either gonna finish out his contract or they're gonna trade him that, those are the only two options that can't cut him i think he could retire too quite frankly is it the end of the rope for aaron I think that one of two things are going to happen he's either going to take a trade somewhere where he thinks that he can he can win it all and or he will retire. It's the kind of guy that he seems to be. I've watched a lot of – I've just watched him interviews. I've watched him over the course of, of time. I know that – I understand why people wouldn't like him. I understand why people think that he's caught up in himself. I personally feel like he's a very thoughtful, well-thought-out person that doesn't make comments. And uh, he doesn't make comments just out of, out of emotion. He more or less has a very, very deep undertone to what he's saying. And – you know, I get why people don't like him from the standpoint of the whole COVID, non-COVID, mm-hmm. the immunization, whatever. That's Take that out of it. Um, I just think I just think that he's not the right guy for the situation the Packers are in because he demands, he demands too much. And I think it oftentimes right now he's got a little bit of blinders on of how well he's playing. I think that he... He demands excellence from his receivers, and he's not going to have the same chemistry with his receivers as he's had in the past. But he's also got to realize that he's not the same guy right now. And it might be just because of his thumb. To give him a little bit of an out, his thumb might be completely jacked up, and it could be the reason as to why he's not playing well. But I don't care as a fan. I just... This if you're not playing the, well, you're not playing well. This is the first time I've heard about the thumb. What what's going on with that? Four weeks he's had this thumb issue. Every week they bring it up. He says it's not a problem. It's not a big deal. Um, then all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, he's got it wrapped. And then there was a couple weeks ago, he wasn't practicing. Um, 
so the thumbs a, a thumbs a thing. Like it's not yeah, like it's 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 not that it's it's just one of those things where I don't think I think Aaron's been around this game long enough to know that he doesn't want to sit because he knows the alternative. He knows the possibilities of what that could bring if he sits. And I'm not saying Jordan loves the next big dude, right? Because I'm not I'm not saying I'm all in on him, but I am saying that there's a small chance that he does want to take two weeks off to get his thumb right, and Jordan Love starts playing well, and the Packers are like, "Yep, like this is it." Who lasts longer, Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers? Because Tom Brady could retire this year. Mm, that's I, I a think good it'd pull. be a surprise if Aaron Rodgers. That's a good pull. Put that. Put that. Uh, can put you put that, that in the chat? Who lasts? Who lasts longer? Because here's why. The weird thing about it is, I think they both could retire at the end of this year. They right. really could. They both could. But, and I could both see them playing three more years. Yeah. You know what's interesting? And I just had this thought thinking about Aaron Rodgers. You know, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are kind of the last pieces of that generation of quarterbacks, right? The the Drew Brees, Peyton Manning. Yeah. I know Aaron Rodgers came right. a little bit afterwards. What was going on in the NFL from 2009 to 2013 that there was no great generational quarterback that came out in that time? You know, for the longest time we had people like Peyton Manning, uh, Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, uh, Philip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, all these guys came at came in the league right about the same time, and there's no guys that came out right around the 2009 to 2012, 2013 era that yeah. are top talent guys. All of them are older or young. That's why I don't know. I don't. I wish. I'm sure that if we had that answer, we'd be doing well in life. I I think that uh, there's a reason there's oasis in the desert too. You know, it's like sometimes there's this random thing that happens in in right. in, in the world, and in the NFL there was a really really good crop of young talent. You can say the same in the NBA to a certain extent during certain eras. There that was 2004, right. or 2000, was it three? 2003 draft that saw Melo Wade and right. LeBron James. All I draft. know we're not big NBA guys, but that's kind of the same concept there. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would say um, Aaron Rodgers to me, I still like him a lot. I'm not giving up on him, but it just doesn't feel or look the same. And it hasn't, it has not quite frankly, since week two, week one. And I, I, you're talking to a guy that's watched Packers games a long, 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 long time. And there's been years in the past when he came out and said, relax, R-E-L-A-X, everybody relax. I kind of was with him during that time because it was like, you know what, we're moving the ball down the field. There's just like, there's just these weird things that are happening to us. Like we fumble a kickoff or we're, you know, we throw a pass and it gets tipped and it gets picked. That year, those things were happening. This year, it's like, those are just bad throws. You can't even defend those throws, yeah. right? I mean, when you watch, when 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 Joe Burrow throws three interceptions to the to the Bears in three consecutive plays, you kind of leave that game thinking like, all right, whatever. Like that's that's so unrealistic of happening. That's not mm -hmm. a prop. That's not really a problem, right? That's kind of how it felt in years past with the Packers in their offense. This year, it's like this offense just can't move the ball. Yeah, and to also add to that point, he didn't say relax. He said we will not be able to win games if we continue to play like this. So it's like he almost kind of knew. Yeah, he felt different, right? That he felt different about it. So it's uh, it's kind of sad. I was really hoping the pack was back, honestly. Why? I, 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 wanted, I wanted Aaron Rodgers to kind of just sneak in there and just have one last kind of hoorah. Because he's like, in my mind, out of that generation, he was the best thrower to me. 
I, I, that's I, not. I, a, I don't know if that's even argument. Yeah, yeah, I don't I think mean, that's. Yeah. So I wanted him to have one last. I don't want to see quarterbacks go down with a bad season. Like I don't want to see Tom Brady have a losing season or Aaron <laughs> Rodgers have a losing season I mean, to end their career. And this is like one of those career moments where you're like, come on, gosh dang it, like, yeah, he's gonna come out with a a bad taste in your mouth. Right. Kind of how I feel about Peyton Manning. He left me with a bad taste in my mouth. That's he how they always use. That's how they usually go. Yeah, he won a Super Bowl through for like sixty years. yards. He, yeah, he threw for like sixty <laughs> but yards. But he still won the Super Bowl, how Casey, does that your, your point. Your point stands. One thing I wanted to bring up. We were joking outside the office that I said, um, I don't. I'm not saying it was my idea. It was whatever. But you guys, did you guys bring up the Colts for Aaron Rodgers? I feel like that. I feel like that. No, that seems like I feel a like logical... that seems like the the next probable step for both parties. I wasn't sure on the cap space, but Aaron Rodgers is the most prototypical next. Colts quarterback. Who they had uh, since right. since Andrew Luck? It went Jacoby Brissett, then um, Philip Philip Rivers, Phillip Rivers. Yep. Carson Wentz. Yep. This year Matt Ryan. Right. Now just Next slide year, in Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, and then the year after that Tom Brady, and that'll be that. Colts will be good. And Jeff Saturday will be one of the best head coaches in the NFL. Man, right. Gonna go down that. <laughs> Rip Twitter. Let's jump to. Oh it. yeah. Oh. So R.I.P. Twitter. I was busy last night. Doing random stuff around the house. It is super not stressful renovating a house. It's just not at all. I was up till 3 in the morning doing that. My brain's working at 10% capacity. But everyone is losing their minds on Twitter <laughs> that it was going to end. And I saw that and literally just said, whatever. And just got off the app. Explain this to me like I'm five. One, what the thought process is of why Twitter was just going to go away. Well, we as humans don't have we, we don't have a track record of overreacting uh, at all with social media. I mean, we we've done a really good job of of seeing an issue and taking it for its face value, and then being rational about it. That said, last night humans thought for whatever reason Twitter was going to go down, and I'll explain it to you like I'm five. Yeah, explain it. I'm five years old. Explain. This Elon Musk came in and said it's his high, his way or the highway. This is how we're going to work. You got a guy that's a billionaire sleeping in the offices right now trying to make all these changes to Twitter that he wants. And he basically fired, like, whatever, a, a boatload. Um, 88% of the company is not there from when he correct. took over. But here's my main thing so, about this whole thing. So that was the reason people thought it was going to – Because a lot of – Because it wasn't – Because people weren't working on it. Yeah. Correct. They thought the code was going to crash and there was going to be no one there no, to fix it, y, it. It was Y2K. Yeah, that, that's, that's what they were trying to say. But here's the thing that I have that's, that I just don't understand. Um, blue, you can't even call them blue check marks anymore. I'm not sure what the right term would be to use, and I'm not trying to get too crazy on this show. But what's crazy to me is they think that this guy, okay, like him or, like him or not, this guy bought Twitter for $44 billion, has made electric vehicles when Fortune 500 companies that started vehicles can't figure it out. He sent human beings to space and we think that he's not going to be able to figure out how to get a code base fixed i mean come on man now the, yeah. the, the, the other thing i'll say about this the last thing i'll say if you want some small laughs you, you want some small laughs uh, and we can fast forward through this that's literally the story by the way okay uh, well, i thought, I thought <laughs> there wasn't there was, a whole lot to it i thought there was some more deliberate thing that like no he fired 80 percent of the company working. In Twitter, he, and they couldn't he, figure it out. Like, he, Elon's like, I don't know how to fix this plumbing problem. Like, <laughs> he fired 80% of the company, and you got all these people that 
think they're very, 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 very valuable and important. And they came out on socials and said that there's no way they're going to be able to keep this up and blah, blah, blah. So yet a lot of people believe in that, that, that the whole thing was going to come crashing down. Uh, turns out it's still running. And uh, at the end of the day, what's funny to me with the whole situation is that there were human beings that thought that this guy was going to spend $44 billion on a product and in a month have it, have well, it, to, have it not be, be operable. To be fair, he also wanted to get out of the deal. Like he, I think he started something and then was like, ah, crap. I don't, I don't know if I want this anymore. Once he got, once he took a gander underneath the hood, but he formally put an offer in and they kind of forced his hand to buy it. So let's not push it in. Like he was openly handedly wanting Twitter after the original push to get it. I got, I got one last thing to say about it. You know, what's going to be damning about this whole thing. What? What does it say about Twitter as a company? If 80% of their workforce left the building yeah. and none of you, not a single soul, unless there was people saying something about it, in would two weeks, idea? no one would know the difference on Twitter. I, I think you would, though. I really think you would. I, I, I have a very strong opinion on this because I live on this app and I have literally lived my life on this app for the last nine years. I spend like three hours a day on this app, way too much time. A piece of me would die if Twitter went away, but what I have to constantly remind myself is that it is far and away the so the smallest social media app on the market and we just live in this little ecosystem of sports media where it's like vital to our job like i literally couldn't yeah. do my job without twitter no. like if twitter went away my connection to to people that follow what i do and and my publishing my work and everything like it is no, no, I'm not saying that it goes away. I'm saying, what does it say to the Twitter as a company when 80% leave and in two weeks it's the same exact thing it's always been? But product-wise, like, it wouldn't shut down. It would never be updated, but it wouldn't shut down. But when the content moderation team and every, like, all these people that are essential and, like, looking at tweets that have been reported, like, harassment, like, all that, and all those people are gone because all those people are contractors. So, and all those people are gone, too. Now it just becomes this, it's, it's always been a cesspool, but now there's nobody to even remotely regulate the cesspool. No, and I'm after, not, I'm after, not. Or are you just saying the base no, product? You're, 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 you're missing the point. He's like, you're missing the point. 80% of the company is gone and you probably wouldn't have even known that. If, what I'm if saying is, is that it. what hap what does it say about Twitter? They're in a real bad spot here. The old management. Yeah. Is if 80% of the company walks out the door, supposedly, that's very important. Yeah. And in two weeks. They keep the same exact they keep the that. same exact quality on the app. The app doesn't change a bit. Are you talking about I really think it would. I think in a month you would I'm saying it. what if it doesn't, Paul? Oh, what if it doesn't? Then yeah. That's, that's my point. Oh, what if? They're yeah. at a real risk is what I'm saying. Yeah. If this guy comes in and cuts 80% of the workforce and realizes they can do the same exact stuff with 80% of the people, let's be honest, Paul, if you think about it with companies like ours, right? We only got what, 5 people in here? Multiply us by 500. How many people would be walking around here and you'd be like, well, yeah, stuff's still running the same. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I'm, that's my point. Uh, yeah, I got you. Yeah, it's well, and, and Twitter is already operating at a deficit, too. I mean, the amount of debt that they're trying to operate out of, plus with advertising, because it, it runs like 85% on advertising. So now with advertising, advertisers being scared away to want to make right. deals with them, like, it's it's in a bad place. I I uh, 
We'll see how it goes. I don't know. We'll see. So I have a – this is going to be uh, maybe a slow question here. Um, was there something genuinely wrong with the code? Is that why there was an issue? What, what, That's what mm. I was asking earlier. and We already well, no. processed this. We don't think so. So mm. why – so what's the issue? Then? The culture. Just the, the culture. I think you have a guy – this is where it's like, I don't really know if we go, need to go down this rabbit hole. You have a guy that, in my opinion, has built a lot of things. He works incredibly hard. The guy could go on an island and do nothing and be just fine forever. But he's not wired that way. He's wired to try to be very efficient, very effective, and become and make things that are incredible. So there's when no, you wear mix, an Elon Musk so jersey. No. When you mix that in with the idea of walking in, getting your cup of coffee... But Got your yoga studios. There's no technical issues, though. Okay. No, that, not yet. But when 80% of the company leaves, it begs the question, can it, can it still run? Gotcha. We'll see if that happens. We, the time, the time, the jersey, the jury will be out. Gotcha. All right. Let's move on. Let's then. move on. All right. So me and Trace were talking out there while, while off the bench was going on, you know, discussing what we want to talk about. And we, you're just, you know, IU comes to Xavier tonight, Indiana. Where are some college brands that are losing their muster, I guess? Yeah. Or, or have already lost it. Like, IU is considered, by some, a blue blood college basketball program. Right. Because of, you know, they've won five national championships. They used to be top dog. But obviously, that's not been the case for a couple of decades now. What are some college brands that are slacking? That can we stop talking about them? I guess is is the is the Nebraska football is one. The Cornhuskers. Yeah, that seems to be big time number one for me. Yeah, I mean they won a couple national. Do you guys have any college brands that? Texas, I like that Everett. That are just. Can we stop talking about them? He brought up Nebraska Cornhuskers. I feel like Nebraska Cornhuskers are gone. Done. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I they're they're not even. There's not even a reason to talk about them. I use. They need a big year this year. They need a big year this year because they're on that precipice. I mean, well, sorry, I, I was going to say I'm ready to stop talking about Alabama football. I, oh. no, that's not a brand that's done. That's I, not I, know, that's I, done I know it's not done, but I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm hoping I'm ready. Uh, it's collapsing as we speak. If you want to do the basketball blue blood thing, I don't think Indiana is. I think UCLA uh, yeah, good point. UCLA has dropped off a lot. Mick Cronin's there, but the problem is the the fan base and the attention in UCLA, right? I mean, it's right. just so tough to get a that fan base that you had back with Wooden in the '70s and everything like that. It's just not there anymore. Um, but if you look around the, I mean, we had this discussion the other day. Like, if this boils down to who are the blue bloods in college basketball, because yeah, you can look at Nebraska and all those in college football, but. In college basketball, you look at Villanova. Where are are yeah, they? Are they because they were right there, right? right. If, if Jay Wright had stayed another five, six, seven years, maybe won one more national championship, a Final Four or two in there, you're probably talking about them as a blue blood. But are they more than their right. coach? Because that's always the discussion when you're looking at a blue blood. Kentucky is a blue blood because it doesn't matter if it's Billy Gillespie or 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 whoever it is. Tubby Smith. Tubby Smith. I was going to go with Tubby. Tubby Smith. Billy Gillespie. Whoever it is. That program is always going to have the attention. It's always going to be a basketball school. Same with Duke. Same with North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Same with Michigan State. Kansas. Same with Kansas. But when you get to a team like Villanova, who has far and away been the best program of the last 
10 years-ish, two national championships. Are they more than their coach? And, you, and, and time, will, time, out, will, right? time will tell right. because you'd like to think that Jay Wright built them into that. But, you know, Duke, you get John Shire in there, Duke would still go up and, and sell out in, in Wyoming if they went and played the Cowboys. It doesn't matter. Do you think Michigan State is going to hold past Tom Izzo? Uh, it depends on who they get, but I think what Tom Izzo has built is strong enough at Michigan State. The basketball brand there, I, I, I really do. I just in the, in the Big Ten, I think that the resources they put into Michigan State basketball, I think that they will be there past uh, Tom Izzo. Yeah. Sir Boy's got some great ones. Uh, Georgetown. Georgetown. Done. They're done. Done. UConn. Big old done. UConn. Syracuse? UConn basketball. Do I think that's of Syracuse done. higher than, than most people do? I, that's honestly a genuine Syracuse record. is done. And AJ brings up a question that we can get to in a little bit. But uh, Villanova, far and away, the best program in the past 10 years. Very debatable. I don't know, man. They've been consistent. I very, mean, very, they just very, win. very, very good. Some of, that, some of that begs the question of the league they play in. And I'm not saying the league they play in is weak. Don't, don't let me say yeah. that. But I am saying it's – I don't know how top-heavy that league is. But I think every year the Big East has enough at the top, even rotating, that yeah. it's like the Big East is is enough at the top every year. It might not be the same every year. Like Villanova is always at the top of the Big East every year. The number two is not always number two, but the number two is always consistently strong enough sure. to contend. That's look at, fair. You know, I, it's like the Big Ten. Look at Providence last year. You look at Creighton this year. You know, you look Xavier won the Big East in 2018. They've only Villanova's only lost the Big East regular season title twice in the last ten years since realignment. It was Providence and Creighton, or uh, Providence and Xavier. Sorry, but uh, two national two national titles in the last six. Kansas is right there, but Kansas has that national title from last year. I, I just think when you look at the Final Fours and you look at the national championships, consistently winning and winning in big games when it matters. Look at that run that Villanova had in 2018 to win the title. They won every game by like 25 points. No, I'm not arguing. So about I think Villanova, you could make you can make that case. Um, yeah. What about Miami, the Hurricanes? I was gonna say mm. I'm I'm baffled as to why Miami is talked about so much. I know they were great in the the late 80s. How the Hurricanes, early 2000s, but like uh, I don't even understand why we still talk about them in football. You know what's crazy? Here's a, here's what's wild. Maybe I'm like the old guy in the room now. You're a little older. Maybe I'm the old guy in the room right now because I feel like that's the. They mean nothing. Because this chat, I guarantee you, this chat will fill up with people saying, "When I when Miami football, almost seemed like a wagon that could not be stopped." Yeah. They had they had they had they had like the swagger. They had the dudes. They had the players. They had the coaches. They had the weather. They had they had everything that you would think that a kid would want to go there, and then all of a sudden like. It just all fizzled away, and it felt like during when I was growing up, Miami felt like it was one of those wagons that just wasn't going to stop. It genuinely, they were going to be good every single year because why wouldn't you want to go there if you're one of the best college sure. football prospects? Um, yeah, I was going to say. But now they can't get back, man. Yeah. What but they, they, the they, they have a chance, Yeah, I was going to say the whole I, state. Florida State, Florida, Miami. I'm a, I'm I have a theory. Say, I'm not going to say Florida's a, bad. I have a theory Florida's on this. Okay. Um, I think that recruiting with the internet, okay, when the internet was invented, okay, and when I say invented, I don't mean like the 80s and stuff. I mean like back, you know, 2000s when people started to use it and yeah. understand it. I think that the internet, the internet allowed more programs to be national recruiters than they, than they were before the internet. So those Florida teams for the longest time 
had access to being able to go and recruit all of those kids in the South who, like it or not, usually were better athletically, more athletic, rich talent pools down there mm -hmm. than there were in the Midwest. And you have small brand, like some brands, like Ohio State and Notre Dame, that could recruit nationally from time to time. Yeah. But for the most part, now I think with tape, with the ability to be able to get on an email, with being able to see kids, t uh, kids and uh, via Zoom or however phone, call, you know, calling people, which I know there was telephones back then, but it's easier to call people now than it was when you're going in telephone booths back in the day. I'm just saying it's easier to be a national recruiter today than it ever was before. And that's why kids from Florida are at Ohio State. Look how many kids are on roster for Ohio State this year than even Trestle's era 15, 20 years ago. I would be, I, that's some homework that we could do one day. See how many kids are on Ohio State's roster from Florida today than there were back then. And I think that all the talent starting to get pulled from Florida, and that's why they're not as good as they used to be. Does that hurt? Mid-made, not mid-major, but good good programs that are, you know, kind of in the middle. Like, uh, I'm trying to trying to think here. What? Like a South Carolina or something like that. Does that hurt them? Because you know these these guys were they might have been in the past just competing against Clemson and stuff like that. Now they're competing against the entire nation. Yeah, maybe. Um, the right answer though is in the chat. College basketball wise, Louisville. I was gonna. I was saving them for the end. Really, Louisville. You think is, they're out? Louisville is in a. They might not win five games this year. I know, but it's that's that's because of what's been hanging over their head. I I understand, but to hire a guy like Kenny Payne, who had no head coaching experience, and now to potentially be looking at his buyout. I was listening listening to the Skinny Pod uh, yesterday with with Rick Broering and Richard Skinner. They made a couple of great points about Louisville. The buyout for Kenny Payne was $10 million, and it goes by down by $2 million every year. So you're talking about if you have to fire him after this year, you're talking about an $8 million buyout. And you're talking about what? Three, Patino, Mac, and Interim, and Kenny Payne, then a new guy. You're talking about five different head coaches in the last five to six seasons at Louisville for a program that forever was the one of – the yeah. premier programs in all of college basketball. And that is a that is a demanding fan base and a mm -hmm. one of the best college basketball conferences in the country. That's the right answer to this. See, I don't think that they're dead though. I know everyone in the chat's saying they're over. But they're, they're not they're what they were. They're not that well, blue blood. Because they were with Patino. Well, they my, were. I think when we talk about the brands, just as like a general conversation is is like do they still have relevance? Do big-time coaches still – are they still willing to go there? Like, I don't think that's the case at Nebraska anymore, right? Like, or, or, or some others. And, I mean, this is a fun topic. There's not really a right or wrong answer. But what I, my point to the whole thing is that I do still think that Louisville will get themselves in a position when the whole buyout thing figures itself out. They might have to suffer for a few more years, but they still can get a top-level coach. And in college basketball, like it or not, that's kind of what it is. Yeah. Xavier, Xavier kind of proved that. Yeah. Right? I mean, you would think that Xavier had the run that they had long enough to where you could almost plop anybody in there and they were going to have success just because it's been built into there. And that got proven that's not always the case. Same could be said without it in Arizona. Arizona was great under Lute Olson, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden they hit, they hit straight into the ground. And then Sean Miller goes out there. And next thing you know, scandals or not, I don't care. They're good again. 
sometimes it's just you got to have the right coach. The coach, coaches in college, have, I mean, it's not a secret. This isn't a secret. But is, is that not literally the only thing that matters? What? Coaches. Like, if you get the head coach that you, that you want, yeah. that's all that matters. Yeah. LSU will end up being proof to that, maybe. Ohio State's definitely been proof of that. Urban Meyer left Florida, came to Ohio yeah. State, like it or not, not trying to kill Trestle. They are a completely different program. I used to be a Ohio State hater through and through. But when, I, when Urban got there, I'll, be, I'll admit, they were a different type of brand. They weren't right. the same old Ohio State right. they used to be. Right. Urban Meyer changed the culture at Ohio State. And as much as, like I said, I don't love the guy because he was at Florida and he stole all my hearts when I was a Georgia fan when I was a kid. But you can't sit here and act like maybe if that program didn't get the right head coach, they're boom, right back. And Louisville basketball has to be one of those brands. Yeah. It's yeah. kind of kind of funny. We could have been sitting here and talking about Michigan. Luckily, Michigan won last year against Ohio State. What about the teams that are like coming back or that Michigan's definitely one of those. One of those that are like on the upswing. That Big we think, time. Yeah, they, it's, it almost seemed like they were going to be the next Nebraska for a short minute. It yeah, I was felt that way. Because I mean, if if, uh, if Harbaugh was a good has been a good hire, regardless of what people say, he's. That team's constantly in the top ten. They're constantly competing. You're always talking about them. Harbaugh's been a great hire. Harbaugh was a great hire, but he was very close to being gone, gone because right. he wasn't winning there. And it's like if this guy can't win there, which a guy that's won everywhere he's gone, if he can't win there, then Michigan might be dead. But they had one good year. And got I looked run. up Harbaugh's coaching career recently. Before Michigan, he had never stayed at any – Anywhere longer than four years. He's at San Diego State for four yeah. years, Stanford for four years. He's in um, for the 49ers for exactly four years, and then he's yeah. been at Michigan for eight now. Wow. Just kind of yeah. Well. I don't think we're breaking any news by saying the head coach is literally the end all be all, but I've come to that right. conclusion. It's literally that. I think if you took Kirby Smart and you took him in, and Kirby Smart went to South Carolina, I, I honestly think South Carolina would be playing for national championships in five years. All right, Paul. Yep. Tonight. Tonight. Hoosiers, Muskies. I have a buddy coming in from northern Indiana, diehard Hoosier fan. I've never been to Dana Gardens. We're going to go down there and get a pint before the game. Is, is, is that the place to go before the game? Before the game, sure. Yeah. yeah. Got to get be, their wings, I'll, right? I'll be there after. You'll be yep. there? Well, I know you. I'll be You're there after. You're a party animal. I'll you be there can, after. You can get after it. All the time. Um, Who are you rooting for wings? tonight? Oh, the Muskies. All the Muskies. I didn't know because last year you were wearing candy striped pants going to Indiana I games. I appreciate so my my buddy who's coming wow. to this game tonight, Just making he, sure. out of all everyone I know, his fandom for the Indiana Hoosiers is the biggest out of any fandom I know, and it is there's certain people that their fandom is either infectious or divisive. You know, there's a lot of Ohio State fans you get around them, you're like, God, I want Ohio State to lose so badly. This guy's Indiana fandom is absolutely infectious, and it's hard not to root for them when when they're not playing the Muskies. I'm a Muskie fan first, but Indiana. I'd say is by two in college basketball. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna. I, I, I put some. I put some coin on the Muskies. We're betting. We're betting straight up. Me versus him. We're not putting it in the sports book. No juice. Okay. No juice. I mean, it's a big bet for me. It's a hundred dollars. Hundred dollar bet on the Dang. Muskies. Getting three three and a half points. Can your arm get up as the in game host? Can you get yeah. up to the second deck where we're gonna be sitting? Uh, I don't know where your tickets are. Two oh six. Yeah, I, I've I've gotten it up there. Oh, you know who you're sitting by? Who? I didn't know they were in two oh six. Travis Steele. 
Oh, that was low. The Chessler. Chessler? Yeah. Oh, man. I can't. I'm going to rip Chessler a new he's one. He's there. I think he's in Fades 206. Uh, yeah, I can, get you, I can get you one up there. Can't yeah. get the T-shirts up there, man. Too you, heavy. Yeah, and just not aerodynamic. We got to get that arm loose for the CABL next year. I know. Got to got to build some arm strength. Age-eligible pitching next year. Musk, uh, is there anything else to say about no, this game? No, no, I mean, if you listen, I, if you want to hear anything about this game, I'm going to give Paul a plug because I listen to this every morning. And obviously, part of our brand, part of our network, blah, 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 blah. Am I biased? Possibly. But. You don't need to make his head Paul, bigger than it already is. Paul, Paul, Paul does an unbelievable job on his Rebound Rundown podcast. Every single morning it's there. It's ready to go. And if you just want a little bit of insight, quick little interview. It's right there for you every morning, isn't it, Paul? It was good. Minutes. Yeah. 15 minutes or less. Yeah. Dropping the kids off at school. Yeah. Jeff Rabjohns was on this morning who runs uh, Peegs. Peegs is the biggest uh, fan forum. I, you know what? I'm not a chocolate guy. You can have it. Or vanilla. Oh, okay. Well, I figured it was chocolate. But uh, yeah, Rabjohns was great. Snacks. Talking about the... Uh, I like how you're handing out snacks and you still have like two topics to go, but that's, that's yeah. a typical Reed Mouse move. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No, Bengals Steelers, do we need to beat this dead horse or not? I, 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 I know there's a lot Wait, of Bengals fans in the chat. Well, How worried are we? You guys are all Bengals fans and I'm not. Do you know what the beautiful thing about being out of the, about being a bad, bad football team? I'm just, found, I'm just now finding this out in the NFL. What? Been a Packers fan for a while, so it's always been, you know, let's win the Super Bowl. Well, at least you, yeah. This is the first say. year. This is the first year I'm out, baby. I'm a free you bird. Watch, you get to watch one less game now. You get to watch I get to watch Red game. Zone all season long. There's no pressure. I got no pressure this Sunday. How worried are we in here, boys, about the Steelers? Well, I, how worried are we, chat? Like I said before in Tom's show, if Zach calls a good game plan, we'll be just fine. But I have very little faith that he will. That's the issue. I think we got the talent to beat them. I think we run the ball and we're balanced. We're good. But if not, it's You're all out on bit. Zach Taylor, aren't you? I really am. I don't care that he took us to the Super Bowl. I really don't. Whoa! I really don't. Because I wouldn't even consider him the reason why we went. It was the other guy, our defensive coordinator. Kevin Huber? Oh. oh, no. <laughs> no, it was our defensive coordinator. I'm drawing a blank on his name right now, but the dude is a real coach. He should have been – he should have had a head coaching job last year. King Lou? Yes, Lou Anarumo. He should have had a head coaching job last year. The dude's been fantastic. <laughs> um, but, man, I, I have little to no faith in Zach Taylor, man. I, I am I, worried about this office because let me tell you something. If the Steelers somehow beat the Bengals twice, I, I, we're gonna have to, I'm going to be like Elon Musk walking in here trying to figure out what we're going to do. We're not going to have anybody to help work Chatterbox anymore. There's going to be a bunch of sad <laughs> puppies around here. Listen, two things about this game. I have talked myself into <laughs> fully that it's going to be a route. I have been at. No, don't do it. I have been on the receiving I'm end. I'm so superstitious. Don't do it. I've been on the receiving end. We all have of the Steelers just pounding us in for years. And for some reason, I've got this heightened sense of that the Bengals are just going to go to Pittsburgh and take care of business. They're going to cover. I mean, I was looking into the, the spreads at, I think, four right now. I was looking into a, a, an alternate spread of, like, nine and a half. I was like, look at if I can bet on that. I just think that the Bengals are going to do it. And 
I'm completely unshielding my heart in this in this game. But I just think we are so much better than them, talent-wise. Obviously, they have a better coach. I don't know how he sees the field with his stupid-ass sunglasses on the entire time. <laughs> freaking aviators on a freaking football field. Are you kidding? Like, terrible. But I think that we're going to go in there with a good game plan. I think we're going to run the ball well. I think we're going to pa- pass the ball even better. And I think we're going to do it. I mean, I sure hope you're right, man. Because I, I, I agree with all your points, but Zach Taylor is the, the main factor in this whole equation. He is the guy that says, all right, we're going to run this play. And he'll run a, right up the middle on a, on a stacked box with 10 guys in the box. And we got a receiver that's wide open with no corner covering him. He will do that. Talk to me, Casey. So that's, that's my uh, – <laughs> I'm just nervous, man. Can I'm nervous I, through the rest of the season. So I got to tell the chat this about 28 this. is 28 and sunny, uh, Sharon. So no, I got to tell no the chat snow. about this. By the way, how are those zebra cakes? They good? I got to see if I can eat them. Hold on. They're okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'd I say they're slightly above a fudge round. All right. Yeah. So above here's, a fudge round. Here's what I was going to tell you. In case you're on, we're on the safe Wayne Link when it comes to these snack reviews. So I. It's a negative. On Monday. Damn. Oh, it's a no? It's a no. What? May contain nuts? May contain. May contain the, the ultimate killer. Ah, uh, tough. Sorry about it. Uh, but uh, gonna be real my, tough when the wheel spins. No lunch. <laughs> it's all right. That won't happen. My wife. My <laughs> wife texts me. Texts our, our family group chat, her family side of it, and said, "Hey, just so as a reminder, we're doing family pictures <laughs> this Sunday oh. at three forty-five. No, the Bengals play." At 425, we're going out to some tree farm out in Lebanon at 345 to take pictures. We do this every year. We have so many family pictures. Why are we doing this? I text her. I said, honey, I started off with honey. Nice, sweet. I said, has this been a plan for a long time? said, oh, we're taking pictures for, for my mom's birthday. I said, hey. The Bengals play at four. <laughs> she said, can you stop being so effing rude? And I immediately pushed out. And I just didn't. Admit. So I will be in Lebanon just putting on my best smile as Joe Burrow is tearing it up. So even if the Bengals lose, I won't have eyes on it. Imagine, at least for the first half. Imagine how much more mad you would be if they played at one. And what the I, pictures were at 345 oh, yeah. right Man. before the end of the game. Yeah, because you'd be driving oh. there. And then, yeah, that, at least now you just have no clue what's going on. I, at least now you're totally you in the What I need to do. You at least catch half the game. I need to convince the family that the best spot to take family photos is at the Avenue on Pleasant Avenue here in Hamilton, Ohio. It's got all the scenes. It's got a dirty pool table, smoke filling the air. It will make for just some excellent ambient lighting. Get some wings in it, a turkey club. That's the best spot to take pictures of the entire town. That's what I got to convince the Gordons of doing. That or Gina's, right? Do you know where you're going? I, we're going to some tree farm out in Lebanon. Whoa. So I'll be in the – I probably won't even have freaking service. No service. Oh, God, no. Why would I need service? <laughs> Bengals aren't playing. It, it is – so I love I love her family, but they're not sports people. They're not into sports. That's so tough. every once in a while, just these 
these crazy plans come up on a Sunday when the Bengals are playing. It's like, listen. What's wild? I've got 17 days a year where I need to be in front of a TV. 17 days a year. Can we please just schedule things around that? God, I don't have a college fandom. That's what I was getting at. It's it's we it's it's um it's very tough to explain to people that have not been in sports and or around sports their whole life why something is so important. It just it's just you can't even eloquently state it right. to someone. It's like I know that it just seems like it's just a game to you, but this isn't just a game. I spend eight hours a week listening to podcasts about this said thing, and this isn't like. You know, you this know, isn't about you know, some goddamn game. <laughs> this is about our lives. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? God darn it. God. If you haven't seen that clip, you better go Augie find Greedo. out. Augie Greedo. <laughs> um, but what's funny about it, the, the worst thing, and, and, and again, my wife's gotten significantly better about this. Rizzo will not make the picks. But one thing that my wife used to always say to me that's just tough. Because there's, there's a small argument to be had there. You can just record it. I can't just record it. My that God. means I got to stay off Twitter. I got to tell all of my group chats that I'm mm, watching the game on DVR. They don't care. That is impossible. They don't care. So basically, if I'm going to record something, in the back of my mind, I don't know if you guys have ever done this. Chat might know this if they've done it before. But in the back of your mind, you're literally the whole time watching the recorded game. You're just like... I just need to fast forward to the end. Like I can't, I can't possibly sit here and and I, sweat through this whole thing when I could just get on my phone and know the outcome. Yeah, I I cannot watch a recorded game. Can't. I've never done. I, I won't even try to do it. That seems barbaric. You should you should ask whenever you guys meet Alex again, how nervous I was on the plane. This is a plane ride to freaking Disney. How nervous I was just sitting there wondering if the Bengals just got blown out by the Kansas City Chiefs or if we managed to come back. You didn't back watch that game? I was the on AFC a plane. championship or the no, regular season? The regular season. The regular season, which was our our game to get into the playoffs. So, so pretty much the same sort of level of like intensity. As can a I fan. tell you something that I did last year that was the worst? It's similar to what this guy's going to go through. <laughs> In fact, this is this is, is this, worse. Is this when you went out east? Yeah, let me let me tell this <laughs> let me tell this story. This is the this is I love my I love my in laws. I love my way. wife. But the most frustrated I've been, I ripped my favorite shirt in half to put it. I Hulk Hoganed it. <laughs> Man, true so, story. So I ripped a. I went to Hawking Hills last year. Mm. This was scheduled in advance, and it just so happened to be the weekend. That the Packers, who I thought were, were going to go to the Super Bowl, okay? Very I thought good. the Packers were going to go to the Super Bowl. This was Aaron Rodgers' final run because that if you didn't, if you don't remember last year, Aaron Rodgers, right? They were, they were, they were, they were spatting a little bit. So I thought this was it. I am watching the Packers game on a television that's 24 inches big, standard definition in the oh. middle of Hawking Hills, and it would. When I say standard definition, folks, have you ever watched television on standard definition lately? Uh, it's gotten worse. It's they, gotten they, worse. They, it, they, they used to be better. Before, before HD television was a thing, I swear that the picture for standard definition was better than it is or what I experienced last year in Hawking Hills. I had to watch Aaron Rodgers drive right down the field on the first possession, score a touchdown. I'm like, oh, thank God. If nothing else, I can watch the Packers lose at my own home in HD 
and at least feel somewhat good about it. 7 nothing Packers score. I had to watch that miserable-ass performance on a 24-inch television, and I had to be quiet the whole time because it was a night game, if you don't remember, and all the kids were sleeping, and everybody was in bed. I had to take my frustrations out on my shirt that I love so much that I ripped right down the middle because I couldn't just scream at the top of my lugs when that ball got blocked in the end zone. Worst, worst day of not my life, but close. Top 10 day of my life. I, I did something very similar to an Andy Dalton jersey one day. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Just ripped it right in half. Have you ever tried to rip a jersey in half? You got to be strong. <laughs> Can't be easy. It's not, it's not easy. I probably had a good five attempts on that thing. I was like. <laughs> what are Sharon Peters and Caitlin Marsh talking about? They're talking about JC Penny sales. <laughs> I will, I will close the close. There's the no doubt. You know, it's, you know what? I have an elite level brain. Not to be too braggadocious, I know who Caitlin Marsh and Sharon Peters are. I think you do too if you put two and two together. It's knowing that we know, everyone in the chat knows, everyone in the chat knows who Caitlin Marsh and Sharon Peters are. Just give it a little bit of thought. All I know is, and I'll, and I'll close on this as we, as we wind up the show, we got to put the wheel of lunch act. But so this week, I've got the pictures. Two weeks from. This Sunday, the Bengals play the Chiefs, and my loving sister, I love dearly, I'm her maid of honor, man of honor, whatever you want to call it, she's getting married that day when the Chiefs play the Bengals. And when At she the same told, time? Yo, yeah. Oh, yeah. I told her when she told me, hey, this is this is the wedding date we picked out. I looked right at the Bengals schedule. And I said, all right, make sure to take plenty of pictures at the wedding. I won't be there. <laughs> I've got to watch the Bengals play. But uh, let's do Wheel of Lunch. What do we got for name? Or what do we got for? Uh, I'm gonna throw something out there. Let's ask Caitlin where we should go eat. Caitlin, Caitlin and Sharon. Um. All right. I'm gonna throw something out there. It's gonna be our last because I think Paul goes to or Oregon. Yep. Oregon. 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 Next week. Oregon Trail. You'll be game. here Monday, right? I will be here Monday, and I will still have the podcast uploaded, and I'll still be doing the rebound rundown. Okay. Well, I just won't be on the show. Maybe I'm gonna throw something that's only open on Fridays for lunch. It's a nice place. Garden. It's a good place. Billy Yanks. Billy Yanks. Have never been there. I'm Billy. rooting for Billy Yanks. Um, what is the closest Olive Garden? Penn Station needs to oh, be on there. Olive Garden. I could smack Olive Garden right now. Why would now? we go to Olive Garden when we got Genus? Yeah, I'd rather just go to Genus. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pit pit. Put Penn Station on there just from the sheer fact that they are. Uh, no, no, uh, I, no, no, no. They're going to be on there, and if they happen, we'll 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 do the old right, drive-through right. trick for Paul. All right. Okay. Are we putting Gina's on there then? Yes. And that's good. No lunch. I need those vibes. I, I need can't Gina's do birds vibes. again. Boom shakalaka. Although one thing that was thank you failed to say in boom shakalaka was that not only did you see us there, but you took care of our bill, and we greatly appreciate that. Yes. That was very nice. Of yes. Us. Very. That very. Was, awesome. That was amazing. Thanks, boom. All right, we got the wheel ready? Yes, we got it. We got four choices, guys. All right. Four? We got four. We whoa, got whoa, whoa. What's Yanks. the closest Olive Garden? I'm being dead serious. That's Gina's, right? No, I feel like Olive Garden needs to be its own thing. No, no. Put Olive Garden on there. <laughs> it falls with me. Please. Right. to lower the chances. Yes. For, for yes. <laughs> I need one more chance not to jinx myself here. <laughs> Olive Garden. There's one okay. in Fairfield. I think the closest one maybe Coleraine Avenue. Coleraine Avenue is definitely the closest. It's a ways. 
It's a hike if we end up at Olive Garden. I'll be honest. We're definitely going to do – I don't know. You know, obviously sponsorships are coming in and out, and I don't know exactly how we, we manage this, but I would like the group chat, yeah, all of our loyal group chat folks, if we can figure out a way to go and just uh, enjoy some some bets, like some group bets. We need to come up with some group bets and go and knock out like a day two or day one of March Madness at a bar somewhere. Mm-hmm. Seems oh, like yeah. that would be Betting fun. Betting kiosk. All right. You guys can bet at the kiosk if you like. <laughs> sir, sir, boy, I'm allergic to peanuts. That's why I can't go to Penn Station. Yeah, that's that's the. It's deal. tough. I bring down the whole mood. All right, go ahead. All right, here we go. My God, please. No. Wow. Oh, disaster. I didn't want Olive Garden. Olive Garden I, was I, terrible. I, I didn't want Olive <laughs> I'm Garden so either. happy Olive Garden's a no. Oh. I think I'm happy with anywhere else other than no lunch. I mean, 50% of what's stay, left is stay. no lunch to me. Okay, stay. good. Paul, don't have a negative attitude about it. It's true. We got a, we got a 66. We got, I mean, we, we, everyone but Paul is winning here. Oh, no. No. Keep moving. Keep moving. Nah, we got a good. We got, we got a good. A good we got a good. We got, we got two good, good ones up there. Oh, I can't have Penn Station. Well, regardless. Well, you guys can go. I'll go to Taco Bell. So this is the one. <laughs> no, hold on. Time out. I, I'm being dead serious. Is it automatically? I've yeah, never seen here. it not end How about up this? On... I'm going to put in a couple of Billy put, Yanks. Two, and... put, put in a Penn Station and a Billy Yanks. Put a, we'll have two of each. Right. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, okay. that's. Oh, I don't like that. And it's whatever it lands on. So we found out that no, the no, wheel. No, no. You gotta, you gotta, and then flip them. Yeah, course. I will. I will. Yeah, okay. So we found out that the wheel lands on whatever it doesn't start on. We have some Olive Garden haters. I, I don't really hate Olive Garden if we're being honest. I, I've been to Olive Garden like twice in my life. Not a fan of Olive Garden. I don't want a salad. Oh, the salad and the breadsticks. All right, go ahead. All right, here yeah, we go. I mean, what it with lands people. on? What it lands, what it lands on. on? What it lands on? What it lands on? It's gonna land on Billy Yanks. That's big yes. time. That's big time, boys. All right, Billy Yanks. That's big. That's never huge. been. I've been excited to have Billy Yanks. So, are we sure yeah. it's open? It's open on Fridays. At this for time lunch. for lunch. I'm excited. Speaking of which, if you haven't seen the, uh, I'm gonna give Penn Station a shout out. Penn Station's uh, helping us produce this documentary, mm-hmm. and I haven't seen really anything. We've all been in the dark on this thing, Cedric. Uh, from I said media has been pretty much producing the whole entire thing put a lot of money into it and uh, Penn Station supported it and, and they dropped the, he dropped the trailer today um, he dropped the trailer today on our Twitter and it looks great yeah like, it really does honestly like uh, I'm I'm not even gonna take a whole lot of credit for it but it's great yeah it's it it, it looks I, I would almost argue just saying this might be too high a praise but I'd argue that it that if you said it was going to be on Netflix, it wouldn't. This, like, December 9th it, at the Cobb Theater, right? It, look, it looks like a Netflix type of uh, production. I was really impressed with it. And I had, I didn't see it until the start of Tom's show when I ran it the first time. I was like, wow. we Stepping up. Stepping up in the world. Chatterbox Sports. We're big time, baby. <laughs> All right. See you guys. We're going to go get some Billy Yanks. We'll be back on Monday. I believe someone was asking about scheduling next week. Um, I think we're gonna have shows up and through Wednesday. I don't know 100% on that, but we're definitely gonna figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll let you know. Thanks. See you guys. Thank you. Have a good weekend.